Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Talisker. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? Yeah, you know, doing pretty good. Got to sit through a absolutely brutal Colts win on a Thursday. Old yeah. brewery. It was it was pretty ugly, but hey, they got out there with <laughs> the W, and that's what matters. Getting that yeah. W. And Bengals are uh, Sunday night football this week. Colts obviously yeah. Thursday night, so hopefully we'll both walk away with with some wins. Yeah. And man, you jumped out to a to a pretty uh, commanding lead in our uh, fantasy football league that we're in together. Yeah. So that's that's looking that, that, team, that team's <laughs> looking, looking really good right now, yeah. but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's a long There's season. Plenty of time to right. It's a long season, collapse. but that squad's looking good. I gotta say. Um, and then yeah, man, it's just like you feel the fall weather has really rolled in. Oh yeah, in. it's hit Cincinnati. Getting chilly, getting cool. I'm surprised you're wearing shorts and, and a t-shirt. I was I'm I'm pants and sweatshirt right now because I'm a little. I mean, I guess it's warming up as the day goes on, but it's it's getting I was a little like, chilly lately. I was like pants in the morning. Oh, gotcha. I feel you. Yeah, I, might, I, I stepped outside right now. I might need to switch it up. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it's better now. Yeah, but we're loving the fall weather. We're obviously in October. I'm I'm, I'm excited for Halloween. Watch some scary movies. Uh, but anyways, in the meantime, why don't we jump right on in, Andy? Tell the folks out there everything they need to know about Talisker. Of course. So this is a 190 year old brand. Um, they're in. Of course, it's another Scotch um, whiskeys. Uh, they're on the Isle of Skye out there in Scotland. Uh, founded in 1832, and it was actually one of the first um, distilleries post like the 1820s uh, Scotch with Scotch es- uh, excise tax um, that never was that was opened post that excise tax lifting and everything that um, you know has been operating that has never operated illegally um, pre that time. Uh, so that like under their entire reign so far, those 190 years, they've been under any iterations of Scottish law. They're surrounding whiskey. They've been operating legally. Is there any? Uh, are there a lot of Scottish distilleries that do? Or at some point, well, did act like Logvuin and Ardbeg were a couple. Gotcha. Uh, Oban, I think, was one too. Okay, um, for sure. So there was a, like there's a few reputable ones like pre 18 right. that were founded pre 1820s that um you know, we're at least in some iteration of them operating illegally. Gotcha. Um, well, and remind me, what in re, the, the real listeners, what is the excise tax? Oh, gosh. I think it was something surrounding... That that excise tax, I think, was something surrounding them having to, um, like, pay additional for the grains that they were getting. Um, yeah. Like, extra taxes and stuff for, like, the grains that they were getting and having to malt it. And basically... They had to pay extra taxes for making the whiskey. Gotcha. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, and then I think also how they had to make it dependent on what type of tax. Gotcha. Um, they cool. got levied on them. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, though, it was something that they've kind of had a lot of troubled times um, as they went actually bankrupt only like 30 years later in 1863. Yeah. As many new businesses do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not quite 30 years on, but, you know, right, many right. new businesses. Right, A little out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, but then they ended up like 17 years after that being revived, um, into pretty much what we now know them as, at least as Talisker. Um, and that was, that was something that, you know, I think they were brought back 
in this current iteration um, to what they are now. Uh, of course, during they've had like some stoppages um, throughout, like past that as well. Uh, like during during World War II, they did have to uh, shut down a little bit. I think they were still able to sell, but like actual distillation, they had to shut down hmm. uh, for those few years because there was a shortage of barley from the suppliers for. Sure good reasons right. and historical reasons there um during the war uh and then about 80 years later after that um they actually had to rebuild their or no 80 yeah 80 ish years um later after they were rebranded and reopened they um had to actually rebuild their still house because uh, it burned down in a fire damn lots of bad luck yeah they, yeah they've had some uh lot of fun events for them, for they're sure. The, they're the Heron Hall of Scottish distilleries. Dang <laughs> <Yeah>. here, yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, cursed a little bit. Yeah. Just, looks like they're doing well now, though. Yeah, they're, they're doing well now. I mean, they've definitely... I don't know that they're, like, awards-wise as recognized. Um, but everything's a lot more, like, as recognized as places like Logvulin or Ardbeg, McAllen, anyone like that. Right. But, um, you know, they definitely are doing well for themselves. Cool. A lot more stable. Yeah, definitely. Um... They actually, um, in the seventies, then of course they also closed down their malting floors in flavor of actual or in favor of actually just using mash tuns instead of like malting floors, uh, like some distilleries still use, or at least historically used in Scotland to like malt the barley to get the sugars that they then use to make the whiskey. <laughs> sure. Um, and so they've definitely made a lot of changes there and a lot of the stabilization has come around from them i forget which year they were bought out by them but were bought out by a diageo mm-hmm. who owns i i know for a fact at least a log of one and a few other major scotch brands um so a lot of that stabilization kind of came as a result of diageo stepping in there um and it's something you know now they're at about two and a half like last numbers i saw from them i think were like two and a half to 2.75 million um proof gallons of scotch whiskey being laid down every year oh wow to mature in age um it's a lot yeah so definitely a lot i mean they're probably not as big as some other distilleries i think logvulin and maybe a couple others are bigger at least in scotland gotcha um but definitely i mean that's a lot to be laying down for sure uh and they actually were and this is something that they tout um, as a brand. They were actually, I think, one of the only, if not the only, legally operating distillery on the Isle of Skye uh, up until about 2017. Um, when there was, I forget which one it was, but there's another one that opened up legally to begin distilling there. I, um, I see one here, It's, but I'm going to butcher it. Uh, Torabag Distillery, Torabag. I'm sure. Torabag. I think that's the one that it was. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and again, they're another single malt um, Scotch distillery. So there's one origin, <clears throat> only malting barley. Um, they're not making like um, blends or anything like that. Uh, most of their stuff is around eight to eleven years old uh, that they're being releasing. They also have an Talisker Sky, and then a Talisker Storm, which the Talisker Storm is the one we'll be trying today. Uh, yeah. A few other, like, distiller's editions that they'll release from time to time, and uh, and then a 25 and 30-year-old um, scotch as well. 
So that's pretty much everything about the history of the brand and what they got going on. I mean, I know, like most scotches, they're not exactly cheap. I mean, <laughs> they kind of fall. They were like sixty or sixty-five bucks here in the Cincinnati market. Gotcha. Um, at least for the Talisker Storm. Yeah. So yeah, most Scot- Scotch is just yeah. expensive in general. Exactly. But they're that's all, not too. That's not crazy. Yeah, that's not crazy for Scotch. I mean, that's on the cheaper end of. Yeah. That's on the more expensive end of everyday bourbons you can find, right. but not definitely on the cheaper end for Scotch. For that sure, you can especially find. those top-notch brands. Exactly. So obviously, um, you mentioned this one's on the Isle of Skye. Do we know? Does the Isle of Skye have like a certain style or distinctiveness? Because I know we did the what was it Isle of Isley with Lagavulin. Yeah, so because they had their own kind of style, so I'm kind of curious if if we know if there's um, any differences and stuff like that. So Isla, um, as we were discussing, like with Ardbeg and Lagavulin, is definitely very much known for being very smoky, peaty, a lot of like you'll get like briny, seaweedy flavors from a lot of them, and that's because they're on that um, the southwestern coast of Scotland, pretty much right out in. I mean, being on an isle island like you're getting a lot of those um atlantic breeze and everything like that coming in influencing and then the peat that they use to malt the barley uh to that smoke influencing it gotcha um i think the isle of sky is not its own distinct region i think that's either in space so there's five there's five different distinct and i guess this is a good thing to go over now there's like five different distinct um four to five different distinct like regions in Scotland, kind of like what you can find in bourbon and like, or in America, like with American malts or like American whiskey versus like Kentucky bourbons, um, like Maryland or Pennsylvania rise, um, or like Tennessee whiskey, like with Jack Daniels. Yep, it's. Uh, uh, I actually have a list of it here. It's the the five Scotch whiskey regions are um, Highland, Lowland, Speyside, uh, Campbelltown. Campbelltown and an Isla. And an Isla. Yeah. yeah. And I think if I recall, uh, the Isle of Skye is either in the Highlands or Speyside area, um, which will be kind of a lot more north. I mean, obviously Highlands. There'll be a lot more northward in Scotland. There'll be the two most northern regions of it. It is a, it is a Highland. It's a Highland. Yeah. So those, like those in Speysides will be definitely a lot more known for... I think being a little bit more floral, a little bit more sweet and fruit forward, gotcha. if I recall. Yeah. Of what like the tasting notes you should expect to cool. get. Yeah. But and we'll see if we we'll yeah. see if we pick those up in this. Absolutely. Yeah, but again, of course, also now being on an island too, there right. might be some ocean flavors in there. As sure. Well, for or sure. influence. Definitely. Cool. Did you hit all the different? Uh, yeah. Expressions. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, so as Andy mentioned earlier, we're going to be doing the ta- tasting the Talisker Storm here. Uh, Andy was, you know, grateful enough to already give us a pour. So make sure you guys get yourself a pour and uh, give it a try with us. Cheers. Cheers. I was always going to start with the nose. Very kind of like malt forward, but it's like when I think of it, it's kind of a little bit more like biscuit, like cookie uh, in there, like a sweet vanilla cookie on that. With some like jam or something, like a peach jam or something like that on it for me. Um, yeah, I'm still getting a lot of smokiness to it, yeah. but not quite as much as what we were getting with the Lagavulin, you know, with the Ardbeg. Uh, yeah. Still smoky, and I wonder if it's if it's more smoky than some other uh, 
you know, other highlands because of the fact that it's on an island. Uh, yeah. Be, but I get that, that shortbread cookie uh, note. I, I totally get where you're coming from with that as well. Yeah, I kind of get like that shortbread, like vanilla cookie, yeah. like fruit jams, something like that on it. Um, 100%, 100%. All right, let's give it a taste. Hmm. It's like the nose still very much res- reminding me of the smokiness of the... Yeah, you know, the log of oil and stuff like that, but still not quite there as very, far as that, those as those. No, it's, it's like yeah. a more mild version. Yeah, it's definitely a very toned down. I would compare it somewhat in the smokiness to like a toned down log of oil in sixteen. Yeah, like it's still yeah. there, but it is very much toned down in mm-hmm. the flavor for me. One hundred percent. Like like I said, it's kind of just like a medium, almost like a medium body, yeah. medium burn on the tongue. Um, little peat like medium peat medium pepperiness it's like kind of like in between a bourbon and like a lagavulin type scotch for me yeah yeah definitely but it's good i like it i think it's definitely a better fit for me than the like the lagavulin just because yeah. i'm more of a bourbon guy than a scotch guy yeah um i really like it a lot honestly especially for the price point um just real quick before we wrap up I always like to do my pop culture reference for every whiskey that we do. <laughs> Talisker is one that's commonly in the, sh- the HBO show Veep. Um, the, the, the vice president and president at the time uh, in, in the show, she regularly drinks scotch, but Talisker is one of her favorites. The, one and of she's the favorites. Re- regularly drinking it on the show. As a big TV movie buff and whiskey buff, yeah. I always got to bring in the pop gotta culture reference. Got to bring that in, <laughs> yeah. All right, Andy, any final notes for the episode? Uh, no. Um, I mean, other than like, just, you know, continue to listen to it, give us, you know, check us out. I mean, we're on, I think most, if not all major, you know, podcast sites, give us a review, like share it with your friends and everything. Absolutely. We appreciate the support or the support. I should say all comments, positive and negative. Yeah. Like Andy (laughs) says, Apple podcast, Spotify, really wherever you get your podcasts were available. Um, like you said, subscribe, leave a review, give us like, give us comments, share with, with your friends, do it all. Pour yourself another whiskey and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.